Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of All Queued Up. This is your review podcast at streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBMS, Disney Plus, etc., etc., etc. I'm your host, Greg Dietz, and with me always is Maya Don Fisher. How's your past two weeks been? By the way, everybody, we took a week off, if you couldn't tell. Um, there was stuff going on in my life and then and then stuff going on in Maya's life, so that's that. But how, how, have, you, how have you been the past two weeks? Um, I'm better. I'm certainly better. I was down in my back last week, actually. I did something and tweaked the fuck out of my back, and I could not manage to sit upright at all for more than 30 seconds at a time um it was it was pretty bad uh i wrenched the fuck out of it and then by the time i was better you had to work and we didn't get to record um but uh overall things are going pretty smoothly uh you know the new year arrived um uneventfully um it it still it's sucks everything's gonna be better right <laughs> no no nothing nothing changed everything still sucks um there was a lot of fucking news that happened in the first week of this year oh yeah yeah the clown show in the house and then fucking multiple celebrities just getting injured the fucking or, football player or, situation yeah and then you know celebrities flat out dying and Oops, folks, if you can still hear me, we lost Maya for a second. I'm sure she'll be back. Um, that's um, that's a new thing. It's still recording, so hey, there she's back. She's back. Yeah, it, it, sorry about that. I just, if I barely touch my USB cable that my uh, Focusrite Scarlett 2i2 uh, audio interface that I use, the USB is not snug as I would like. The port yeah. is, the port doesn't get a firm grasp on the USB connection. And if I barely nudge the cable, uh, in this instance, I was moving my microphone cable out of the way and it hit the USB cable that's connected and it just disconnected me temporarily. That's the thing when it does that, though, I'm backstage and I can still hear everything. So, Okay. I think yeah. I handled it like a boss. You did. You did. Did an excellent job. I'm not going to edit that out. I'm going to leave it in. <laughs> Fuck it. Why not? It was like, a, what, 30 seconds max? <laughs> Fucking 12, 13. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, my week's been, my week's been pretty decent. Um, with the exception of what we were talking about prior to the show. Uh you know, I'm upset about that news and the not happy with Hasbro and Wizards of the Coast right now. And that's all I'll say at that. There yeah, are a have... lot more people out there that have put a lot of content out about the open gaming license and the whole D&D situation. If you're interested, seek those channels out. Yeah, they like, can do like, it far more justice than we can. I was like, there's a there's a there's a few groups that I haven't seen talk about it yet, but there are quite a few that have so. Well, the the major one that I'm curious about is Critical Role. That's new, but I we haven't we haven't heard any any of them say anything yet. So, nope. But we'll see. But, uh, well, yeah. my my week's been my my I was two. Ready to been, ask how your week was? 
Well, because I I'm really excited about our show to an to an extent. So, but I'll get to that in a second. I'm more excited about next week's show. But um, uh, yeah, it's been mostly uneventful. I told Maya about a situation that's happened the past two days that's been extremely stressful. But for the most part, it's nothing's really been new. I play. I've been playing. <laughs> so, Splatoon. A, a, a game that's been around for a while. Uh, I was started on the Wii U or the Wii, the Wii U, and then had the sequel on the Switch, and now it's third one on the Switch. And so I went and rented Splatoon three. I didn't want to buy it because I don't play with the people I used to play Splatoon two with anymore. So I was like, "But I want to play the campaign." What I forgot was that Splatoon is very heavy on hey motion controls in a shoot. Oh. I'm like, no. So for the first, like, I want to say 10 minutes of the game, it wouldn't let me change that. So I'm sitting there like, fucking, this is stupid. Shoot the fucking balloon. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second it let me change it, I was like, yep, doing that. Oh, uh, did you see the news? Sorry to interrupt. You're good. Did you see the news about YouTube updating their policy on cursing? <sighs> yes. So you now who, if you say fucking cunt and shit like that, you get buried in the fucking algorithm. So woohoo, that's really going to fucking help us out. So, yeah, one of the... Uh, he's a voice actor. He actually voiced... Um, if you've played God of War Ragnarok, he voiced uh, 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 Red Attasker, the the, uh, the squirrel on the world's the squirrel. tree. Mm-hmm. His name is what? Pro... Pro ZD on uh, like he does he's done sketches for like Vine and and TikTok and Twit and YouTube and all kinds of stuff. But he's a great like I fucking love the guy. He's he's hilarious. Um, he had a video that went viral, full on viral, where he was calling out YouTube. He was like, so their algorithm says if you cuss in the first fifteen seconds, you get demonetized, and then your your video gets buried. So I'm going to wait until the 15 seconds and it's up. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Like he just started cussing. Like he cussed about, I think he said the fuck word like six times. This is not a majority of the video. It's not like, and I cussed after this. So we'll see what happens. He made a video yesterday talking about what happened. And he said the video did get demonetized, but it also could have been because it went viral. And I think YouTube doesn't like when you talk poorly about them. Mm. Um, and then he said, uh, um, he goes, so I'm going to wait the 15 seconds and I'm going to test something. And he goes, YouTube has been doing a lot of stuff for the past few years that have been really bad for creators, um, including burying their content and the algorithm, uh, making sure that certain things get, get boosted, uh, specifically kid content because it makes them more money. But I just want to say that it's fucking bullshit. Now, that was when I only cussed twice at the end of the video. It's only twice, and I said I said F word once. So we'll see what happens. I'll I'll keep you guys updated. And uh, um, I haven't we haven't heard anything yet. So yeah, it's. I mean, it's not going to hurt us. I think uh, the most views that we've had in the past six months on any one particular video is about sixty. Most of our listens. Or there are just that their listens they come through fucking Podbean and iTunes and things like that. You know, iTunes being our biggest thing where we've got yeah. almost two hundred thousand fucking listens. Um, you know. Yeah. But but hey. <laughs> well, 
yeah, I mean, fuck it, whatever. Uh, people like the show based on us, not, you know, because we're on YouTube or whatever, but, you know, it is what it is. Exactly. Uh, exactly. But if you do want to go and watch the YouTube version, you can see a, a hot-ass pic of my sexy ass. Uh, <laughs> no. All right, just say it. I'm putting that out there. Just um, putting it out there. All right. <laughs> Back to your week. Oh, I was I was done with that. I was I was gonna say, I was gonna say, oh, okay. let's move on to the shows we're gonna because I want to get to the. Uh, so what we're gonna do today, everybody, is we're gonna talk about the last two episodes of Willow, but we're not spending a lot of time on it. We both weren't a fan of the show if it wasn't fucking clear the last two weeks or two weeks ago when we talked about episode six. But we're talking about episode seven and episode eight, which both watched. Um, and then we're gonna move on to the best of 2022. I have three lists, one for video games, one for movies, one for TV shows. But my TV shows was very specific to like a new show that started that this uh, 2022. Maya probably had something different. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, but we're going to talk about it, and I'm excited about that. So let's uh, let's talk about Will and get the fuck over it. Yeah, yeah. Um, not a great show. It's so disappointing. Episode seven was called Beyond the Shattered Sea, and it's a lot of, well, you've seen Clerks too. You remember Randall's synopsis of the Lord of the Rings movies? A lot of fucking uh, walking. Yeah. Even the trees fucking walked in that movie. Well, episode seven was a lot of fucking walking and training montages. Uh, we got a little bit of character development, I guess. Um, but here's a, here's a quick rundown. In the immemorial city, Eric befriends a young befriends the young woman who claims to be Lily of Kashmir. He also experiences a vision of his sister Kit drowning and being rescued by Alora. Meanwhile. Alora and her companions continue their journey across the Shattered Sea. They reach a cabin inhabited, inhabited by an elderly fisherman named Zeb, who claims to be an adventurer, but is forced to leave when the Dag and the Doom attacks. They escape on a carriage drawn by a mudmender named Kenneth, whom Graydon befriends. During the fight, Graydon discovers his own magic potential and destroys the Dag while the Doom is wounded. During the journey, Alora continues her training with Willow and Graydon, but struggles to be honest with her emotions and considers using the crone's magic. Kit and Alora also resolve their differences. Meanwhile, Lily flirts with Eric and reveals herself to have been the one who brought him to the city. Eric eventually gives in to Lily, who performs a ritual on him inside the temple. Alora and her companions eventually reach the edge of the Shattered Sea, where Alora reveals that the crone has shown her Willow's vision of her death. Alora and Kit jump over the edge of the waterfall and find themselves in the immemorial city, where they encounter a changed Eric. <sighs> so, yeah, that's episode seven. Um... I mean, there there were a couple of moments that are like, oh, this could be really cool if it wasn't for the horrible fucking dialogue of this show. As I said, the plot is there. The plot is solid. Granted, the plot is very like a young adult novel sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, but that's fine. I, I don't mind that. What I mind is dumb fucking dialogue. Like, they're, like cheeseball lines also don't bother me that much if it fits into what's going on. Borman has a lot of cheeseball lines in the show, and most of them I find fine. I find okay. 
Most of them. Most of them. There's a few he says that I'm just like, okay, whatever. But I, you're going to get that in, in, a, in content like this. Like, mm-hmm. I've said this before. The original movie, very cheesy, very corny. But it's got that charm. Yeah. This show tries to... This show is the equivalent of trying to come up with your own nickname. <laughs> know what I mean? Like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hope that makes like, I hope that makes sense because that's what it fucking feels like. But no, I totally yeah. tried to do that shit once. It never works. No. no. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like that episode was exceedingly like boring to a point. Like there was the exciting part where they're on the skiff thing or whatever the fuck you want to call it. And then they had that long montage on the island. I was like, oh, Alora is learning magic. Like it was. Sucked. Yeah, I give that episode a D plus, C minus. Because I liked, I liked the creature that was under the 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 mudmander, Kenneth. Yeah, the mud. Yeah, I liked that. I liked the old man in the random in the middle of it because he represented this idea that fart it jokes was, are funny in anything, right? They can be, but they weren't in this. <laughs> But no, what I like about the old man was it wasn't that he, like, sure, he was corny, but he represented this idea that the uh, uh, endless, what the fuck was that? Lake, the, the Shattered the, Sea. The Shattered Sea was so massive that it got to a point where they lost their mind. And it was supposed to be a warning to our adventurers that that's a possibility. And it was a it was a bit like it was good storytelling in the context that you have that character as a prelude to what's going to happen, but our heroes are going to overcome it, right? That's fine. Now execution, on the other hand. <laughs> yeah. Like on paper. On paper, with with the exception of certain bits of dialogue, on paper, this is a money script. Yes. You know. The problem is, visually, it's stunning. It's beautiful. Uh, the effects are really fucking solid. Yeah. But it's just the dialogue and some of the execution uh, and directorial style uh, just brings it down so fucking much for me. There's, it leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah, this whole show does. If I'm being honest, like, well, let's talk about the last episode, which yeah, just came out this morning. It's episode eight called "Children of the Worm." Uh, you know, it's the season one finale, and just to let you know, at the end of the credits, it shows that you know how the the book how it like opens up with the book at the beginning of each episode and it shows the chapter title and an illustration. And at the end, it shows the illustrations of the characters, you know, throughout the uh, closing credits. If you're asking me, yeah, I I know what you're talking about, but yeah, because I know what you're going to say. Yeah. 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 And at the end of the credits of this episode, they close the book and put it on the shelf and it says volume one. And then it showed a volume two and a volume three next to it. Implying that we're getting seasons two and three, but of course nothing's been confirmed. Uh, but whew. oh, I 
guarantee you the show's getting a second and third season. Um, Probably. This show is the third highest watched show on Disney Plus since they went with Disney Plus. Okay. It's so. very popular. We're in the minority when we're saying we're not liking this. I know this. Oh, I don't think so. Oh, I don't, don't think so. So there's two camps of people who don't like it, right? There, I mean, there's 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 three camps total. Let me let me be clear. There's three camps total that I've seen. There's the I liked it. I like because I like the movie, the original movie a lot, and it's nostalgia based, right? So mm-hmm. I liked it. I didn't like it because we feel like it was executed poorly. That the plot isn't quite there. Um, Right. That's that's one. Mm-hmm. Then there's the other camp. It's woke propaganda. I hate it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you have a uh, budding lesbian relationship in it. Um, guess what? We exist. They don't care. They're fucking. Dead. But yeah. Uh, so let's run down children of the worm right fast. Eric claims that Lily, whom Alora and Kit recognize as the crone, has shown him the truth and will help usher a new age ruled by her master known as the Worm, spelled W-Y-R-M, which is synonymous with an ancient dragon. Uh, In her fair form, the crone invites Alora and Kit to enter an inner chamber where she attempts to convince them to submit to the Worm. Meanwhile... Jade, Graydon, Borman, and Willow jump over the edge of the Shattered Sea. Willow does not jump. Um, He stays behind, and it's alluded that he goes back home. Spoiler alert, he shows up in the episode to save the day. If you have half Uh, a fucking brain, you're like, okay, he's coming back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, They jump over the edge of the Shattered Sea and and confront the crone in the immemorial city, freeing Allura and Kit from their trance. Laura and her friends fight the crone, her minions, and the enchan- uh, enchanted Eric. Graydon is killed in the battle, but Laura manages to use her powers to kill the crone. In her last moments, the crone infects Eric, who fights Kit and Laura. Kit manages to use her childhood memories to purge and heal Eric. Following their victory, Laura and her friends depart home, seeking to honor Graydon's memory. In the Worms realm, Graydon encounters an entity impersonating Allura who asks him to help lead her demonic army that will usher a new age. Uh, one thing that I'm going to say about this episode, visually, it was fucking awesome. Uh-oh. What was that? Yeah, visually and choreography. The fighting visually choreography was fucking great. Choreographically. Mm-hmm. Thank you, yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the there are whole so many part lines of dialogue where, in this where episode. Borman, well, I was going to say that part that Borman took off the fucking the Chimerian Curious and gave it to Kit, and they managed to activate it, and it fucking did the whole Tony Stark Iron Man armor thing. That was fucking cool. Uh, it was also he had a fucking re- like. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give an example to everybody who's watch who hasn't watched this show yet. Why Maya and I don't like the dialogue. So Borman has this heroic, badass scene where he gives Kit the armor. And he says, this was meant for you. This wasn't meant for me. This wasn't meant for that other guy. I can't remember his name. Um, doesn't fucking Matt matter. Uh, yeah, Matt, the, the Christian Slater. Yes, yes, yes. Um, the fake Mad Bargain. Um, and he says, it's made for you. And he gives it to her, hands it to her, and then her and um, 
uh, what's her ass take off. Jade. They say, where are you going? And he says, I'm going out in this world how I came in. Buck naked and kicking ass. Great. Fucking let's see women later. Yeah. Fantastic. I, I, I enjoyed that line. Then they ruin it by him closing the door and him going, all right, boys, who brought the butter? Like, what the fuck does that even mean? Who brought the butter? And that's not even the most offending line of cheesiness in this fucking episode. Because I, they I straight up fucking, the crone straight up impersonates the old juggernaut meme. I'm the juggernaut bitch. When she and Alora are facing down and they're getting ready to have their fucking fight. And she, Alora sees a vision of the worm and or something and the crone just says, He's eternal, bitch. Like, oh my God. That was the cringiest fucking line in the entire series. It was so bad. It was so fucking bad. There was um, there was another line that really upset me. And that was like, this big cloud is coming over the Memorial City. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Borman and... Borman and Graydon and Jade. Thank you. We're, we're, we're outside and all of a sudden Borman's hand starts turning to stone. You had a ton of lines. Uh, you could have just had him like panic, right? And then like as he gets turned to stone, he's like, ah, and then that's it, right? You could have had any of that. Instead, he goes, damn it, I'm turning into stone. Yeah. I mean, it's so fucking weird. It's like the show was made for a kid that doesn't can that doesn't have like an imagination. Imagination. Like it, 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 it's mind blowing to me how stupid they think the audience is. Yeah, I can't yeah. be the only one. I know you aren't. I know you're with me on this, but yeah. it feels insulting. It does. It does. Uh, and then that's the sad thing because, like we have said, the plot's solid. The visuals are fantastic. The choreography is good. Uh, there is there's meat on the bones the problem is nobody trimmed the fucking fat away it's so it's so bizarre to me that this show made it past multiple writers multiple checkers and nobody went that's weird maybe we should do that again this show honestly I, I said this to you this show is on par with the prequels it's almost like it was directed by George Lucas himself oh <sighs> Yeah. I know. People would be mad at me about that, but I don't care. It's okay. Hey. Anyway, let's. We're not here to blow smoke up a fucking person's ass when they create something. We, if we enjoy it, we say we enjoy it. If we don't enjoy it, we say we don't enjoy it. That's never not been the case. I mean. Yeah. Go back and listen to our review of Kiss Me First. Oh, my fucking God. (laughs) <laughs> I eviscerated that. Oh, man. In fact, I think in that same episode, we watched another movie and I gave it an F as well. It was an anime. But, no, it wasn't an anime. It was a movie that was made by... I don't remember. It's not important. Let's just say it was early on. But yeah, uh, I give this episode... Uh, <sighs> C minus. I mean, just give the whole show a grade because, like, the whole show, C minus. Yeah. 
it's below average, but just below average. And the only reason it gets scored that high is because it's gorgeous. And, you know, there is, there's actually some good acting in it. You know, there's a good score when they're not covering it up with fucking out of place music, modern music. Um, oh, I don't like here. I'll, I'll put it this way. The music aspect. That's the least the bothersome first... thing. Hmm. Well, no, no, let me, let me, I want to, I, I just want people to understand the first two episodes didn't bother me because it seemed like they were taking these songs and making them like, like doing covers of them. Right. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was a great fucking idea. Every episode at the end has a cover of a classic song. What would have been cool is if they kept that fucking trend and maybe had it stick to the 80s. Like, that would have been cool. But it went all over the place. Okay, fine. But they started using the actual song. Specifically, yeah. why money for nothing at the end of episode eight? Yeah, why? I don't understand why you would use Dire Straits. I looked at my dad and I was like, "What? why this fucking song? He's like, I don't know. It's weird. And I'm like, completely takes you out. Like, is it because of the, the rad guitar riff at the beginning, I guess? Like, that kind of fit. But at that point, just use the music from fucking Money for Nothing and not the actual lyrics. Because the lyrics make zero sense to what's happening in context of the show. I did Oof. notice that they cut the silly little F word, uh, the slur line out. So at least they didn't air that in it. Fair. And oh, not, boy. not not fuck the other F word. That is a derogatory term for homosexual. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna get. I'm gonna give the whole show a C minus because, like you said, it's it. There's there's something there, but it, the execution is so bad. Yeah. So, um, it's a damn shame because I was really, really excited about this show all year long. Yeah, we talked about it numerous times. But, all right, let's go ahead and do the go into the tw- the best of twenty twenty two because, oh boy. But, so, so the way that I made my list, so I did my top five movies. And it was every movie I saw, regardless if it was just in streaming, if I saw it late, if it came out in 2022, it, it made it into my list of films I saw. And then I just picked five out of that. With yeah. games, that was easy. Just any game that came out this year. Um, or, sorry, 2022. And then with, with shows, it was it had to have its premiere season in 2022 for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you did your list because... You know, I did it if it aired in 2022. Like my number one show for 2022 was the final season of this show. Uh, but gotcha. it was fucking okay. wonderful. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. I didn't why I oh, yeah. the show at all, but yeah, I know, I know exactly yeah. what show you're talking about. And that's Clean fine. House last night, apparently. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't doubt it. I also don't like award shows to begin with, so there's that. Yeah, I don't put any stock in it. Although you know, some of those actors did get did did deserve like um, uh, what's her name? Ray Seahorn. No, she she plays uh, hmm. T'Challa's mom. Oh, Angela She's Bassett. A, Angela Bassett, thank you. Jeez, Louise. Yeah, she it was deserved that she 
won the first ever Golden Globe for a Marvel film. Not only does she deserve it because it was her first time being nominated, her first time winning, but she's a great actress, so she deserves it. Anyway. Um, anyway, which, yeah. Which one are we talking about first? first? So, which did you do a top five movies? Yeah. Okay. I just want to be okay. Well, let's go ahead and start with movies because I have movies, games, and stuff. Yeah. Maybe we should start. With okay. Or end with. So, uh, uh, your robot movies. really bad. Uh, my number five. It's fucking internet right now, dude. Give it a second. Is, am I still roboting? No, you're fine now. Okay, good. <sighs> uh, I genuinely don't know if it's fucking StreamYard or if it's. Uh, I think it's. I think it's a problem with StreamYard. Internet. I think it's a problem with StreamYard. Anyway, I'm number stuff. And there you go again, Robotin. God damn it. Okay, what about now? You're yeah. making a face. I can, I, I've been okay. over here you what find all your... Okay, what's your number five? I couldn't hear it. Uh, I haven't said it yet. <laughs> That's uh, why my I number five it. It... Yep. is uh, uh, Weird, the Al Yankovic story, which you can find on Roku channel. I fucking love this movie. It was hilarious. It it was a brilliant idea to do a biopic parody of biopics mm-hmm. to Weird Al. A genius. And I, I thoroughly fucking enjoyed it. Especially like that pool scene where they had a bunch of cameos as people basically out of time. Like people who had died before the other person was even famous. It's so fucking funny. Yeah. God, yeah. this scene is so funny. But yeah, I, 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 I've watched it twice now. Like, I, I adore it, and it's, it's rare for me to see a movie twice because I just don't have the time. Like, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna sit down and watch something, it's gonna be something that I haven't seen yet, something that's on my list of shit I need to watch. So if I'm taking yeah. time to watch a fucking movie twice, you know it's good. Hell but yeah! What's, what's your number five? Uh, nope. Okay, that almost made my list. I really enjoyed it. I really fantastic. enjoyed it. It was a fantastic movie. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> just the right blend of humor. Uh, I, I wouldn't call it a horror movie, even though it was marketed as such, because it wasn't fucking scary. But it was a good thriller. No. But yeah, it was it was good. Solid story. Really enjoyed it. Um, uh, what's your number four? Oh, you go next. Okay, <laughs> uh, my number four is uh, The Batman. Really? By Matt Robert Pattinson. I really enjoyed this version of Batman. Um, it wasn't... What I liked about this Batman, and something that I enjoy about Batman as a whole, is you either go dark with Batman or you go lighthearted. I'm not a big fan of the in-between Batman. Like... There are Batman, there are versions of Batman out there that kind of hit this weird middle ground, right? Where it can kind of be dark, but not really. And it's like the only one that was successful in that, in my opinion, is the original animated series. But 
like if you go brave and the bold it's fucking great or you go dark it's great plus in my mind bruce wayne as a character he would be more brooding when he's not batman you know you know he's doing this entire thing based on his if you're doing a realistic batman oh pardon me if you're doing a realistic batman you kind of have to do it in this fashion. You have to make him brooding. You have to make him detached from society, right? And that's what I really enjoyed about this version of Batman. Could you have done this story without it being associated with Batman at all? Absolutely. It's at its core a detective story. But to me, Bruce Wayne in a dark version of Bruce Wayne should be a stunted individual. He had a massive traumatic event as a child and he's never been able to get over it. And so his mind is trapped between having to be an adult and having to be slightly crazy and in a bat suit. And that's what I enjoyed about this movie is that they went that direction. Plus, he was an actual he did detective stuff in this movie. He was an actual detective. You know, he yeah. uh I also really, really, really enjoyed this version of the Riddler. So I thoroughly fucking enjoyed the Batman. Um, I can't wait for the sequel. It's it's in my list, but it was higher than four. It's actually my number two. Hmm. Well, 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 we'll get to that. You don't have to say it. <laughs> okay. Um, well, what's your number four? Oddly enough, Uncharted. Okay. Interesting. That movie, that, well, I didn't watch a lot of movies this year. Like, when I mean, it came to movies and new movies, new releases, I didn't get to see a lot. Um, you know. What's funny both- is only... Only two movies on my list were in the theater. Everything else was streaming. Everything else, everything on my list was streaming for me. I didn't get to go to the theater to see anything last year except for Doctor Strange and the multitude of the, but yeah, Doctor Strange. Multitude of madnesses. I like that. <laughs> um, yeah, but Uncharted, man, it was it was a nice alternate take on you know the origin of nathan drake and his first meeting of sully and how they came to work together victor sullivan the uncharted video games are some of my favorite video games that there are available to play uh for the sony playstation um wonderful games this doesn't follow the games obviously it takes liberties and i can treat that as a separate continuity as it should and it was a lot of fun, but it was true to the spirit of the fucking games and true to the characterization. Tom Holland was, he nailed Nathan Drake. And surprisingly, Mark Wahlberg nails a younger Victor Sullivan. <laughs> it's just a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Uh, what was your number three? Uh, Glass Onion. Mm. Which you can find out, which was recently released on Netflix. Um, I'm a big fan of Knives Out. Love Ryan Johnson. 
it was a, it was a, it was a no brainer. I was going to watch this movie the second I could. Um, yeah, uh, I've, I've not seen. I've, it's I've funny. Not seen it's smart. Out, so you need to. They're both on Netflix. So just have a good old movie night. I think you'd enjoy it. Um, what I like about Knives Out. What I like about Glass Onion is it takes the trope of a detective trying to figure out a murder. But your players are fucking idiots. So the only person with half a fucking brain in the whole movie is your detective. This causes for a lot of comedic, very fucking comedic moments. <clears throat> but you're also watching a whodunit, so you're trying to figure out who done it. Both movies... Threw me off. Threw me off the scent. Well, that's cool. I kept thinking, oh, it's this guy. And then it was hard not that guy. Like, hard not that guy. But also Glass Onion. Knives Out doesn't do this, but Glass Onion makes fun of the rich elite hardcore. I'm not going to say how or why. You have to watch it to find out. But this line of movies that Ryan Johnson wants to do with Benoit Blanc as the main character in every single movie, I I cannot wait. Benoit Blanc being Daniel Craig's character. Okay. Because none of the characters from the first movie from Knives Out make it other than Daniel Craig's character because he is the world's greatest detective. So that's that's the... That's the through line. So I, I, yeah, I, I've watched it twice now. I'm going to watch it a third time whenever my fucking dad wants to get around to watching it. But, uh, yeah. Uh, what's your number three? Uh, Clerks three. Fucking adored it. Um, I'm I'm a longtime fan of Kevin Smith. Do I love everything he's ever produced? No, he's had some real misses. Uh, Yoga hosers comes to mind. Oh, that was bad. Don't forget uh, he did he did Jiggly. No, he didn't. I thought he did Jiggly. No, he made Jersey Girl. At the same time that that came out and it was so bad, people started ripping his choice of casting Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez <coughs> because of the whole. I thought he directed it. Mm -mm. No, not associated with it in any way other than just casting two of the people from it. But Clerks huh. 3... It, it has it it has so much heart um you know it it was it had a limited uh, theater run and uh it came out in late september i actually rented it new year's eve on amazon prime for 4 bucks uh to watch it and i'm very happy that i very happy that i did I don't want to give anything away, but you know, the premise in the trailer is that Randall has a heart attack 
um, and decides that instead of spending his life watching movies, he's going to make a movie and he's going to make the movie of his life. Um, you know, very similar to what Kevin Smith did with Clerks, but, you know, Kevin did it not writing himself as the main character. Uh, and, you know, he had the heart attack much later in life. But, dude, I cried my eyes out. And then I watched it again because, you know, I had to be, I had the ability to watch it multiple times, you know, for 48 hours. And I cried even harder the second time I watched it. <laughs> yeah, I need to rent it. It's fucking, I mean, everything that's great about Clerks, you know, this is in it. Uh it's it's well well done i even tweeted you know at kevin smith i was like fucking love this movie thank you for a beautiful film brought tears to my eyes second time i watched it i cried even more and he liked my tweet so that was awesome (laughs) well what's your number two uh pray oh fuck i forgot all about pray uh pray replaces uncharted (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's why i told you like i went to uh i went to to uh wikipedia and you type in uh 2022 in film i'm looking you... at the page but i didn't see prey how did i overlook it i don't know um movie's fucking absolutely fantastic if you have not a chance to see prey yet it's arguably the best predator movie oh absolutely um, it uh it does what every other predator movie has tried to do but can't and that's like focus on a character like it's it makes the main character more approachable we did a whole review on it you can find that episode shortly after the movie came out um but uh which would be in august august yeah i like i've watched it twice now and again, I can't stress this enough. When I watch something twice, you know it's fucking good. But it made the Predator terrifying again. Like, it made him more ominous, not ominous, more, more threatening than, like, he hasn't been that threatening since the first Predator movie, in my opinion. Like, every other movie after that has made him just kind of, like, a slightly stronger serial killer. But here you're like, oh, he's actually hunting. He's mm-hmm. legitimately hunting. So, yeah, I fucking loved this movie. Plus, it helps that I don't personally know the director, but I know the director well enough from like past histories. So, Dan Trachtenberg, fucking yeah, give yeah. that guy like he took a shitty fucking script and made it into something brilliant when it came to Ten Cloverfield Lane. Like the guy knows how to direct. That's why I was so disappointed when he was like, he basically not, I don't know if he walked away or it was taken away, but he was uh, originally going to do why the last man. Ugh. You would have done with why the last man. Oh, I'm still bitter. <laughs> if they canceled that shit. 
Yeah. Anyway. Uh, what's well, your number two? It was the Batman. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. We yeah, we discussed that. Yeah. yeah. You had that way higher on your list. Yeah. I really, really loved it. Yeah, that's fucking great. Um, well, let's go to number one since we already talked about Batman. Uh, I was like, I don't think there's any more you could add to what I added or what I said. Not really. Uh, my number one, I have talked about ad nauseum since it came out to everybody I know. Could you take a stab in the dark at what my number one is? I've told you it's my number one multiple times. Uh, why am I drawing a blank? I'll give you this. We recently reviewed a show where one of the actresses was the main character in this movie. We did? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, she was in... Uh, Witcher, uh, um, Blood Origin. Blood Origin. Stars Michelle Yao. Oh, oh, everything. Everywhere. Everywhere all at once. Yes, yes. Sorry. I am so sorry that I was blanking on that. I was like, I was like, I know I've said it. (laughs) You've said it multiple times. Yes. And I'm sitting there thinking, out of everything that you've watched and talked about, which one? And I was just drawing a complete and total blank on it. I've not seen it yet. Oh, God. You Tell could. people why you live it, though. It takes the idea of the multiverse and just has fun with it. Because I've, as I've stated before, one of my favorite things about multiversal stories is you can do whatever the fuck you want. It literally is carte blanche to do fun and crazy shit. And this movie does that to the nth degree. And I mean that. I genuinely fucking mean that. One of the characters in it, because of a bad science experiment gone wrong, can travel the multiverse at will, but also can, can change her appearance based on the multiverse as well so she's in a universe and can can change her appearance or force somebody else to change their appearance because of a multiversal ability i won't get into details i won't say which character but there are so many scenes in this that are brilliant plus it takes the idea of being able to access other multi or other other universes to give you an ability Again, I can't go to specifics. All I can tell you, I'll, I'll say this. They learn in the movie that if you do something kind of outlandish in your universe using a what looks like a Bluetooth headset, um, you can access a different universe where maybe you know Kung Fu. But to access it, you have to like chug an entire two liter of orange soda in a second. You have to give yourself a paper cut in between the webbing of your fingers to, to learn this ability. It's awesome. It's fucking rad. But at the core, at the core, tiny, the core of the movie, it's about a relationship between a mother, mother and daughter. Okay. And it's beautiful. It's fucking beautiful. I cannot recommend it enough. Like, the fact that it has gone relatively unwatched by the masses is so upsetting (laughs) because I haven't heard a person really say a bad thing about it. 
who has yeah i've heard only good things about it i've just not had the opportunity to watch it it's also one of the funniest movies of the year too like i laughed out loud in a theater where there was like four other people multiple times so i know the multiverse stuff isn't for everybody it can get confusing for a lot of people. I've had multiple people say, like, I just don't understand how it works and yada yada. And I'm like, it shouldn't be that hard of a concept, but here we are. Yeah. So the yeah. fact that 2022 was like the year of the fucking multiverse, like, I was like, yes. So now we just need a multiversal video game. That'd be cool. Oh, yeah. It'd be fucking rad. Which Hog did a little multiversal shit. Like Sonic Prime on Netflix did that, so it gets it gets rad. Anywho, what's your number one? Morbius. Um, <clears throat> I mean Jared Leto. Oh my god, just I can't say enough about that film. It's just uh, stunning Liar. how uh, yeah liar <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I made it two seconds into Morbius. I, I was like, let's watch this on one Saturday morning because it's on Netflix. Made two seconds in, and I was like, what the fuck am I thinking? And I backed out. <laughs> uh, no, actually, uh, you know, and I know you're not going to agree with this, but my favorite movie that I watched of 2022 was Top Gun Maverick. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, I thought it you were going to be- watch it the other day. I was, and then I saw this documentary that I've been waiting for came out, so we watched that instead, and I just haven't got around to watching Maverick yet. Mm. It's better than the original, by far. Even though there are very similar beats to it, uh, you know, similar things, because, you know, it's a sequel. Uh, It's really good and it kept me on the edge of my seat in a lot of scenes and the ending is pretty fantastic so yeah yeah it was a lot of fun uh you know it's not um i mean it's not gonna win the oscars for you know any any uh deep thought or anything like that but it's it's fun there's some emotional stuff if you're a fan of the original you know there's some stuff that'll hit harder for you if you were a fan uh but you know there's there's charm to it there's heart to it it was a lot of fun that's all i'm gonna say i don't want to spoil anything sorry um yeah yeah, that's good i mean i'll check it out i mean i i've watched the original a couple times not the world's biggest fan. So you saying it's better. I'm like, how much better? <laughs> so but I hear it's a it's it's not it's not the same story. It's it's a completely different story, essentially. They just kind of somebody said it feels like they could have told this story without having it attached to Top Gun at all. And it would have been just as good. That's what somebody said. So I don't know if you feel uh, like uh, they're not wrong. They're not wrong. Okay. I'll check it out eventually here. Um, Let's go ahead and move on to games. We're already almost an hour into this podcast. Uh, Top five games. 
that's the thing. I had a very, very difficult time with this because I don't think I played five new video games last year. I really uh, think I only played like two, three. I only played three games that came out in 2022. That's wow. Yeah. I definitely played way more than that. Um, well, I'll just start with my number five, which is on your, would, would be in your top three. Uh, and that's Horizon Forbidden West. Okay. Or the three games you played, the, the three brand new games you played this year. Uh, I mean, actually, yeah, actually, I, I no, I did play five. I played five, exactly five brand new video games last year. <laughs> All right. Well, Horizon Forbidden West. We both played that roughly mm-hmm. the same time, actually. Yeah, you played it. Uh, I think a couple weeks after I did. Was it a couple? Because I, I rented it right as it came out. Like I remember you did, having... but I finished it and very quickly. You and... finished it before I. I think I got my copy for sure. So it might have been yeah. a week and a half. Might have been two weeks. Yeah. But um, I should I should clarify. You finished the story. Before I got, I got, I started mine. You were still working on side shit when I was playing mine. That's true. Because um, you hundred percent games. I don't. Uh, I do if I enjoy the game enough. You enjoy this game enough. Mm-hmm. No, is it's a great fucking story? Like when it comes to what Horizon does with its with the storytelling and the uh, post apocalyptic wasteland that exists. Like I like po- post apocalyptic ideas. But when you kind of do something like Horizon where it's uh, like a thousand years in the future, that's so clever. Like what would the world look like a thousand years after an apocalypse? Yeah. And the way they did that story and have told that story, I can't wait for the conclusion. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping. So have you ever played um, Brutal Legend? No. So Brutal Legend had this really cool concept. It's the movie, it's a game with Jack Black made by um, Double Fine Studios, who did like Psychonauts and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was a hack and slash sort of game. You played as uh, uh, Jack Black played the, or was the voice of this roadie. I do not remember his name for the life of me. Eddie something. Um, but you would you went into a different realm that was based on all like. The visual stylings were heavy metal cover album covers. That's what the, that's what the world looked like. Yeah, yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, and then you would you would run into rock and roll legends or metal legends that were like over exaggerated for this universe. And most of the game was a hack and slash. But about I don't know three hours into the game, they introduced an entirely new game uh, mode, which was like you had to save an area from. A, 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 an encroaching group of enemies but now you had these wings and you got to fly above the battlefield and it became a tactical strategy game you could still land and do hack and slash stuff but it was a tactical like you had to build you had to basically build barracks and shit like that to fight an oncom, on, on, oncoming army I would like this idea for Horizon, the third Horizon game but in the context that you have to defend a base and the game becomes a base building game for a moment because then when it time come times to actually defend it 
you get to go back to playing as Aloy regularly. Mm. And then that way, you have a little bit more control as to what weapons are being launched. You can go out there and fight yourself if you want, if you're playing on like maximum easy mode like I do, and just fucking wipe out enemies really quick. I think that'd be fun. But that's just me. I doubt they'll do that. Yeah. I highly doubt they'll do that. Yeah, I doubt it. I don't, and I definitely don't think that they're going the route of like Mass Effect, where the more side shit you do, the more you build up an army. I think the third game is going to be very similar to first and second one, but bigger. Yeah. What city, though? Because it was like the Chicago area for the first game. No, it wasn't. First game was set mainly primarily in Colorado. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes, yes. Because what was the arena? That big ass stadium that was that the was arena. that was Mile High Stadium in Denver. Mile High Stadium. Denver. That's right. Okay, it's Denver. That's right. Because this was this was uh all coastline. This was uh San Francisco area. Well, that and, you know, also uh, Nevada, because Vegas. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Vegas was in the game. Mm-hmm. That's right, because it was covered in sand. Mm-hmm. Which was my least favorite part of the game. I don't like underwater moments in games, and that had a massive underwater level, and I was like, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it was gorgeous. And, like, the story for that part was rad, but everything else was like, yeah. Uh, well, since you didn't technically make a list, but you have five games you played this year. By um, default, my number five would be Overwatch 2. <laughs> it barely counts. I played it. I'm not good at Holy it. Holy shit. What? Holy shit. I gotta send this to Andy. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so there's yeah. this joke. Uh sorry, let me let me just clarify what I'm telling the audience. Uh <laughs> in 2017, actually I think it was earlier than that, uh Ubisoft announced Skull and Bones. A uh <laughs> it was a um a pirate game. It was a pirate game, but it was it was a multiplayer pirate game. It was five. It was five. Some ships could like they they had like you different classes of ships, right? You had distance ships for like sniper class, or you had healing classes, or tank based, like because they're massive ships. And it was supposed to be rad. Then they delayed it, changed it, added a multi, added a single player, delayed it, changed it, and they've done this over time. <laughs> I just saw a headline that they delayed it a sixth time. <laughs> oh. Oh, this game's never coming out. It's never coming out. <laughs> it's never coming out ever. <laughs> Fucking ever. Oh my god, so funny. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Um Yeah, Overwatch 2 barely counts in my opinion because it didn't change much from Overwatch 1. Yeah. It was like two heroes had complete reworkings. Sorry, I just got a text from my dad. He has to take Uber to go to his dialysis because we don't have a car. And he just texts me, my driver this morning wanted to talk politics. He was a Trump fan. 
Oh, oh, poor, poor pops. Um, I'm lucky that my boomer parents are not Republicans. Uh, yeah, I'm very lucky in that. Anyway, yeah, Overwatch, yeah, Overwatch, did Overwatch didn't even make my list. I love Planet. I'm having fun Planet, but no, it's Overwatch one with slightly adjusted shit and three new characters. Anyway, uh, my number four is Cult of the Lamb. Nice. Cult, you would love Cult of the Lamb, Maya. You would fucking love it. So it has... It is a... What do you call that? It's a little Animal Crossing. It's a little action-y. It's, it's a fucking um, uh, roguelike. It's it's got a card game in it. Like it's 20 bucks. I think cheaper than that actually. You'd spend hours in it. Well, probably would. It is fucking fantastic. I the way that my brain works when it comes to stuff like that is I optimized my village to give me more shit. So that way I'd level up and go and fight in the in the main part of the game. And be stronger and stronger and stronger. So, but I've watched people play that game and they build their village like they would in Animal Crossing. And they're like, oh, my villagers are great, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, uh huh. Plus, you can rename all your villagers to whatever you want. It's great. Like, I named a lot of my villagers after friends. So it was really funny when our buddy Mark had a relationship with Maya. And then they had a kid. <laughs> and then and then they got into a fight and then and then Maya killed Mark. And so then we sacrificed Maya to our deity. But then our deity was mad because Maya was unclean. You gotta play Cult of the Lamb, it's really funny. <laughs> I am unclean. <laughs> I, I I can't recommend oh there's fishing in it too. If you want to do that. That's cool. Uh, it's great. Like you gotta you gotta check it out. Like I'm telling everybody, like it is a it is an, an an instant indie classic, instant. But um, awesome. so, what's what's your number four? Uh, it's a sports game, MLB twenty twenty two. The show. That's fun. I played that with you. Yeah, yeah, fucking solid, fucking baseball game. I love the show series. Uh, this one, you know, had a lot of depth to it, a lot of playability, and there for a couple of months, that's all I did was play that fucking game. Yeah, uh, and then I platinum trophied it, and I was like, "Okay, let's move on to something else." Well, you keep your position on like a lot. I don't know how you do it, but you're always appearing online. Yeah, like I'm probably appearing online right now, even though it's oh, in another it. room. Uh, why do you do that, by the way? Just out of curiosity. Just yeah, it says like... you're just on your PS5. Because like when I want to charge my controller, I just it's on sleep mode. I mean, it's charging my controller. It's charging my cell phone right now. Okay, not what I thought you were going to say, but well, my, my cell cause... phone my cell phone was at like thirty percent when we came in here to start recording, uh-huh. and I don't have like my charging block to plug my USB into a power strip. 
or a wall outlet. I don't have a free outlet in here. And charging it via USB via my PC is super slow. But charging it via USB on my PlayStation is fast. Like gotcha. when we get done recording, I'll go in there and my cell phone will be at 100%. So if you were to put your PlayStation in sleep mode, it would not charge your phone? No, it would still charge it, but just not as quickly. Because Andy asked me plus, that last night, like, why does she keep her PlayStation on? I was like, charge it, I imagine. Well, also, you know, Misty watches shit too when I'm not in there. And well, it'll usually say if, you, if you're on an app. I should but have been in YouTube still. Or at least I was when I was in there. Maybe it doesn't. Because I've seen it say like YouTube or... Um, maybe it doesn't. It's just if you're if you're doing something... Well, let me ask you... Uh, I'm not appearing online. It doesn't matter. Yeah. We can test that theory later. Yeah, but anyway. but regardless, I yeah, I left my cell phone on charge in there, and it'll charge it quicker if it's on. Plus, Misty uses it too to watch things, and you know, between she and I, one of us is always doing something. Gotcha. But, but yeah. Um, what was your number three? TMNT Shredder's Revenge. Awesome. Uh, I know that you haven't played it yet, but it's. Classic turtles beat em up with some new shit. I would like to I've, play it, I just haven't. I've played it like I think I've been it like six or seven times now with different people. It's if you played classic beat em ups like you know, Turtles in Time or the arcades, like it's it's that just a little bit better, not better, like new and it's got more shit. Plus, the music is. Fucking fantastic. I've just straight listened to the album when I was door dashing, which I don't do anymore. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, it's uh highly recommend it. If you're a Turtles fan, highly recommend it. What's your number three? Uh it technically didn't come out last year, but I didn't play it until last year. But it was I'm putting it on my list anyway. Miles Morales. Okay. Well, no, no, no. It did come out last year on the PS5, so. Yeah, it came out in 2021, but I didn't play it until 2022. There is a, there's an incredibly sad moment in that movie, or that game. But it doesn't come until the end. (laughs) When you're doing the scavenger hunt. Yeah. Oh, I teared up quite a bit. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. There's, it wasn't as lengthy as Spider-Man was, but the story was just as deep and rich. Yeah. But it was I'm, 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 I'm really hoping wait. that. Go ahead. I was, I was going to say, I hope that Spider-Man 2 is uh, like three times as long as Spider-Man. Yeah, me too. So, uh, well, my number two is probably your number two as well. If I'm thinking your number one is my number five. Anyway, my number two is Stray. So is mine. Yeah. 
Kitty cat game. <laughs> kitty cat game. It's fucking fun. It's just fun. And it's got a really fucking deep story, too. Yeah. And one I also 100%ed and platinumed. And I did it pretty quickly. Yeah. I think you had fin- I think you had platinum that game on day three of it being released. I can look and tell you how fast it took me. Uh, well, I remember you texting me. I have one more achievement, and that's to beat the entire game in what forty-five minutes or something like that. Under two hours, and I beat it in an Under. hour and thirty-six minutes. Yeah. And you're like, "There's no way." I was like, "Yeah, I'll do it." I said, "I might not do it on the first try, but I'll do it." And I did it on the first try. First try, yeah. With 23 or 24 minutes to spare. That game is uh, fantastic. Like, Well, the premise behind it is you play as a cat who is separated from his little cat family or her little cat family. Uh, let's see. I platinumed it in two days and three hours. So... 51 hours it took me to platinum it. What is a grouping of cats called? No, that's not what I asked. A murder of cats. What is a grouping of cats called? According to Yahoo Sports, how many cats make a clouder? Three or more cats make up a clouder, which makes sense. After all, three is a cloud or crowd. A clouder. Huh. Interesting. Okay. So at the beginning of the game, you know, you're just playing as a cat. You're exploring. You're hanging out with your little cat friends, family, what have you. And you fall when a pipe breaks and you fall into an undercity. And it is uh, like abandoned of all life with the exception of robots and you find a little drone that has a consciousness uploaded to it to assist you in navigating this city and you find out through this drone and finding things other clues as a cat what happened to humanity and you have to make your way back out of this city and back to your family and it's a heartwarming little story and i have especially fond memories of it because when i would play it barbatos would sit on the fucking entertainment center and watch that fucking game i've got i've got pictures of him watching me play that game and i miss my fucking cat Mm -hmm. i miss him so much but i've got very fond memories of that game man yeah (sighs) no it 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 was great i fucking thoroughly enjoyed it when i played it I remember being excited about it too because I was, I was telling everybody, I was like, I'm not doing anything this day. It's kitty cat game day. And then, of course, I still had shit to do, so I didn't get to finish it until later that night. But, um, well, my number one, I keep rolling this dice, I don't mean to. Uh, you'll figure out, you'll find out what this dice is for later. Uh, my number one is God of War Ragnarok. What a fucking experience that game was. What an absolute fucking delight to be able to play that game. I, I'm telling you, Maya, you, like, watch that video that I sent you of the original God of War series. Mm-hmm. And then you can play the first one because it's on 
uh, PS Plus Platinum or whatever the fuck they call it. Um, like, the original games are just straight up hack and slash. The new yeah. one, on the other hand, is more deep than that. So, because um, much like my favorite movie of the year, God of War Ragnarok and God of War are about the relationship between a father and son. That's at the core of what makes God of the new God of War games so special. So, what's your number one? Horizon Forbidden List. Yeah, I knew it. Big fucking surprise there. Right? <laughs> I mean, uh, like you haven't take off taken off the yeah, let's see. Of all guys, so. platinum that one in one week and forty seven minutes. Jesus. Uh, so, yeah, I went through that thing fucking fast, but then. I still spent several weeks just going through and, <clears throat> uh, you know, finishing up everything to 100% it. And now I have a copy for the PS5 as well. So I'm going to play oh, it yeah. on the PS5. Because, you know, when I bought it, it came with a free upgrade for the PS5. I played it first on the PS4, then a couple months later I got my PS5, and I haven't played it again yet. That's actually what I'm going to do very soon, is start replaying through it and play it again. But I love those games. Those are two of my favorite games. Aloy has become one of my favorite characters in video game history. She's a fantastic, wonderful, strong, non-sexualized female character. Because so many female characters uh, are very sexualized. And she, by design, is not, uh, which is wonderful. But yeah, that was. Uh, I was say there's, that was my there's nothing wrong. There's nothing. No. All right. What? Can you hear me? What? Yeah, I hear okay. you just fine. Okay. Uh, well, let's go to top five shows. So I'll go ahead and start. My number five was Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Um, it nice, is a, nice. It's a fantastic Star Trek show. It's it's classic Trek where every episode is its own individual story. You got a you got a middle or beginning, middle, and end each episode, but you know serialized is what it is. And uh, it was really nice to see. It was really Really refreshing. It's it's I don't know. It's good Star Trek. Very good Star Trek. So I fucking loved watching it. My dad my dad keeps asking me, when season two? And I'm like, it we just finished the first season. <laughs> Highly recommend it if you're a Trek fan. What's your number five? Uh well, it was it didn't debut last year, but came out last year. Uh this newest season of Cobra Kai. Fucking love it. <laughs> I know you're not a fan, but I get it. you know it, it's it works for me. Uh, what, what what's your number four? Uh, my number four is the Sandman on Netflix. Mm. 
Uh, really, really enjoyed it. Had a lot of fun fucking watching it. It was also nice to see a show that doesn't try to prolong or elongate storylines from the comic. It felt like there were two, maybe three whole stories within this one season. And like the way that they visually did excerpts from the comic was really fucking cool. So loved it. Absolutely loved it. What's your number four? Vox Machina, the legend of Vox Machina. Okay. Uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, in fact, started rewatching it the other night. Um, I'd recommend it because the new season's coming well, out. The new morning. season comes out in a couple of weeks and we will be covering it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, my number three was Andor. Um, mm. Absolutely love this show. It was, it's what I love, what I want to see more of out of Star Trek or Star. Wow. Pardon me. Star Wars. Uh, I want to see more, more uh, uh, down to earth sort of stories that don't involve Jedi or the Force or anything like that. Like it was, it was super fun to watch. And there were like three whole stories. Like each, it was nine episodes long, but each three episode segment. Oh no, it was twelve episodes. Sorry, um, each three episodes was its own story. Yeah, like it, so it was had, like four story arcs. In one overarching yeah. story. Yep. So thoroughly fucking enjoyed Andor. What's your number three? Uh, also Andor. Oh, no. Same spot. <laughs> I assume for the same reasons I said. Pretty much. Yes. Okay. We'll just move on then. <laughs> uh, my number two was Peacemaker. Fucking love that show. It had the it had the type of intro that I couldn't skip. I had to watch every single time. It was it was funny, and and heartfelt in in how it told the story. It was, uh, you know, a character who was deeply fucking flawed and and had trauma rooted in him, but would overcome it for the sake of like how the story was being told. That's just it's great. It's fucking great. So, what's your number two? Uh, Lord of the Rings: Rings of Power. Oh, okay. Really loved it. Fucking loved it. It was wonderful. Uh, Visually just gorgeous. Incredibly well scripted, well acted. Um, Just all around. I think when we reviewed it, we gave it an A plus for the fucking actual show, did we not? I think so, yeah. It's just... uh, you know, hardly anything to find at fault with it. It's just highly enjoyable fantasy television. Uh, and I look forward to a season two. So what was the best thing you watched all year? Mm. You there? But StreamYard is giving us the fucking runaround today, huh? It really is. And annoying. That's why I'm trying to run through this as quickly as possible. <laughs> All right, my number one yeah, is that. My number one is The Legend of Ox Machina. Fucking adore okay. this show. This show got me back into wanting to play D and D. It got me listening to D and D podcasts. Um, I've had a lot of shitty experiences playing D and D, uh, and 
because of this show, like it sparked an interest again and I wanted to get back into it. So I started listening to critical roles, started listening to D- uh, to dimension 20 on, on, uh, on the dropout and, uh, which is old college humor, but, uh, and, um, you know, then we started playing again. We had, we had you and I are to, to doing two campaigns. Well, we finished the first one, but, um, so it was, it was, uh, and last week we got to the end of another one, uh, yeah. which is it's its own campaign, but technically it's part one of a two part campaign. So we finished the first part. Um, and you can see how close when we played through it before, when it blew up, how close we were to the fucking end. But somebody yeah. just had to have their fucking way, didn't they? Anyway. It was fun. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, so what's your number one? Better Call Saul. Yeah, yeah, I saw that coming. That show is phenomenal. And I enjoy it more than Breaking Bad. Uh, a lot of people call Breaking Bad the greatest TV show of all time. That's a consensus that's out there. I think Better Call Saul is a better show. But is it a better show because of Breaking Bad or is it a better show on its own merit? That's for you to decide. I think it enriches and makes Breaking Bad better by the, by the storytelling that it is able to provide. Uh, you get more character development and more, uh, more insight into beloved characters from Breaking Bad. Um, I can't recommend it enough. It's a fucking wonderful show. Bob Odenkirk is phenomenal. And you know, I've seen, you ever seen the movie Run, Runny, Run? Yeah. It was oh, yeah. a, okay, you've seen Run, Runny, Run. So you know, I mean, he's acted in some ridiculous shit. You know, it was, a, it was a, based off of a sketch off of Mr. Show with Bob and David, but still. The movie's fucking hilarious, by the way. Um, so to see him just turn in this kind of performance oh, yeah. as Saul Goodman for such a consistent length of time uh, is just, yeah, I can't recommend it enough. If you've never seen it, first five seasons are on Netflix. Season six just rounded up, f- just finished back in the summer in July or August. Um, it's well worth your time to check it out. But yeah, that's our 2022s. Yeah. I need, I need to, I need to, I need to actually watch it. Yeah. So, all right. Oh, let's get to the end of this fucking podcast. Yeah, that was um, that was fun. I, I'm, I we had a lot, we had a lot of good shit this year. So, I can't. Complain. Yeah, we did. Um. All right, so uh, folks, that's going to do it for this week. Um, next week, we're going to be watching Kaleidoscope and The Last of Us. But before we get into the me shutting down the podcast, uh, we're going to do a little thing for Kaleidoscope. If you haven't heard of this show, it is a, it's on Netflix, and it does not have episode numbers. They're all colors. Uh, and there's, what, eight episodes? There are eight episodes. Yeah. So what Maya is going to do is she's going to read off a color. I'm going to roll this dice to see what order the um, 
I have to watch the show in. So yeah, it's designed in a way you can watch the show in any order you want. And everybody who loads up the show is going to have a random order automatically. But I thought it'd be fun if we do something a little different. So Maya, what order do you have your show in? Uh, Actually, my show list is written down uh, on a piece of paper, but I can scroll back through my messages and read it to you. Uh, because I was going to start watching it over the weekend, but you said, no, we're going to watch it next week. I was like, okay. So the order that I rolled, I took eight D eight dice. Cause you know, we play D and D a lot. If you're not familiar with that or figured that out by now, spoiler alert. Uh, I just happen to have D eights in every color of the show or a close enough approximation for every color in the show. So the order that I rolled, what I did, I just rolled that, rolled that, rolled the dice. And I started with the first color on Netflix and I rolled that one and I assigned it a number. Then I went with the next one on Netflix and I rolled that color and assigned it a number. If I happened to roll a number that I'd previously rolled, I would just roll until I got a new number. So the order that I came up with, I'm going to start with episode pink, then move to violet, white, green, red, orange, blue, and then finish with yellow. So... We're going to roll and see what Greg gets for his order. So you just, yeah, so you're going to name an, uh, an episode color and then I'm going to roll my dice. All right. Uh, episode color is, we're going to start with Violet. Okay. That's going to be my last episode. So Violet's number eight for you. All right. Give me another one. Blue. That's my number five. Okay. Another one? Green. That's number, 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 my number two. All right, go ahead. Yellow. Oh, we got to roll it again. It was two. That's an eight. That's a two. That's an eight. <laughs> there we go. You said that was yellow, right? Yellow. Okay. What number was it? Three. Okay. Orange. That's two. Four. Orange. All right. Red. That's a two. That's a two. That's a four. That's a one. Start with red. So you're starting with red. Then we have pink. That's seven. And white. White. Oh, it's got to be six, doesn't it? Six would be white, yeah. So there's your order. Seven. Yeah, seven's pink. All right, so uh, red, green, yellow, orange, blue, white, pink, violet. That's almost Roy G. Viv. <laughs> yeah. Just swap a couple. Yeah, mine's almost rainbow. So the original way that I was going to do this, by the way, was that uh, Netflix had put out a bunch of lists and dubbed their or different like the tarantino way the chronological the rainbow like stuff like that and i was like 
oh, that's cool. We could just choose one. Like you could choose one and I could choose one. Then I was like, what if we randomized it? <laughs> so, yeah. But, but this so should be we interesting. completely this... randomized it. And we'll see if our opinion of the you show know. comes out differently. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, that works. Uh, so next week yeah. we're watching that and the first episode of The Last of Us on HBO Max that comes out yep. Sunday night. I'm very excited for Last of Us. Very fucking excited. Did you ever play the game? So am I. Oh, yeah. Well, I played the first okay. one. I played through it several times. Uh, I need to play the remaster, the new version. I want to play it. Well, you need to play Last of Us Part 2, but... I know. That too. I'll get to it. <laughs> Uh, guys, make sure you're following us on all social medias. If we add anything to the show, which I don't think we're this week, because we have a whole fucking eight episodes of an hour long sh- or hour, hour and episode show. So, but if we do, we'll try to let you know on social media. We try to let you know this week about like not ha- or last week about not having an episode, but I completely forgot because shit going on in my life. But um, follow that to to keep up uh, updated, I guess. Uh, check out our Teespring store if you'd like some merch. You know, winter's upon us. There's there's plenty of of cold gear or if you want stuff for the spring and summer coming up like there's there's plenty of uh shirts and i think there's tank tops on there i think i saw them there are there are okay so yeah go go buy some stuff and if you do uh if you do purchase anything take a picture let us know on instagram social you know or facebook or twitter or whatever and we'll uh we'll retweet it give you a big old thanks buy your shit people well, you know, all the money goes right into the podcast. <laughs> it goes for yeah. any any stuff that we need to purchase, any like the the domain name costs money, so there's all that. But um yeah, there's that. Uh if you want to watch the live video of the podcast, that's on YouTube, which we talked about at the top of the show, because YouTube's fucking shit up. You heard me, YouTube. Fucking shit up again. Always do. But see uh, what's cool, I can do this. See, now it just shows my icon. You can see a picture of me filling myself up. It's pretty hot. And now there's Greg again. <clears throat> but you should totally go check it out. Uh, <clears throat> well, that's it for my notes. My, my, where, can, where, where can folks find you? You can find me on Facebook under my name, Maya Dawn Fisher. It's a public profile. It is linked to my Twitter and Instagram accounts. So it's your one-stop shop for everything I'm up to. What about you, Greg? Where can people find you? You can find me on all socials under Chub Rock Geek. Um, I'm going to start trying to upload game clips to my TikTok as well as my Twitter. Um, but on my personal YouTube channel, which is Chub Rock Geek or Greg Deets, one of the two, I did a compilation of all clips that I've had from 2022 in three different videos. Uh, you made some of those clips, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I need to go and finish watching those. I've watched yeah. the one. I've watched the one. I just need to watch the other two. Uh, because we didn't do D and D last night, we ended up playing video games, and th- there are some good clips from Uno and and Wheel of Fortune. I need to finish and upload, but which you'll find those, like I said, on Twitter or TikTok. You'll eventually. F- I'm going to do a on YouTube uh, or TikTok. Sorry, let me try that again. They're on Twitter. Oh, okay. That's where they are originally. I'm going to take them to TikTok. But I'm also going to download each of them for January. And so you want to follow me on YouTube because I'll do the Ah. compilation at the end of January. Okay, okay. I'm not confused anymore. (laughs) I had to stop and say it myself because I was saying it wrong. Uh, But that's it, guys. Again, 
um, Last of Us Episode 1 on HBO Max and Kaleidoscope on Netflix. If you decide to watch Kaleidoscope and then review and then listen to the review, let us know what order you watched it in. We'd like to know. And and the other curiosity I have is since they're doing this experiment with a show, will it differ our opinion? Will, will we look at the show differently? That's what I want to know. So, um, But yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening. Always remember, fuck the GOP. Fuck the NRA. I mean, the GOP is fucking themselves right now, but that's besides the point. Uh, don- donate and help what you can. Uh, there's a, been a lot of fucking rain in California. And so there's a lot of people hurting right now over here. So um, there's a lot of donations that you could uh, help out with that. But not just in California. This country does not care about its citizens. No. Nope. So find a donation to find a donation group that you trust and send them money. If you can't, there's always promotions. So do what you can. Do what you can to help your fellow man and be kind and you know, be a good person. Um, but yeah, we'll see you next week, everybody. Take care, everybody.